personal coach and trusted attorney, Andrew Lieb. I feel like, Lauren, we have a jam-packed show for everyone today. We had Facebook because I heard they're a monopoly and I want to learn how to make money. And then I want to cash out on the mortgage. And I'm reading that there's new fees now from the federal government. I want to understand my fees. But the biggest issue of our day, we save for last. The biggest issue is this eviction tsunami that we've been talking about for like a year now that no one seems to listen to us about. I had a friend call me up the other day. Actually, um, it was about her daughter. She calls me up. Her daughter's looking at buying a house. And she said to me, what do you think? Do you know someone? Because she knows I know people in the industry. And she goes, can you introduce me? We can't seem to get it. There's bidding wars. It was in Nassau County. And she thought maybe I can help her get it. I was like, I hope she doesn't get it. And she's like, what are you talking about? And I said, there's about to be an eviction tsunami, a foreclosure tsunami, and prices are that are artificially up. Once there's a tsunami, that's going to all change. And so- Supply and demand. We're hearing that we're almost at the end of the federal government's moratorium, their, 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 their freeze on evictions. We're, we're almost at the end of this stuff. Maybe Mitch and Nancy at the, at the Congress are going to solve this. But as of right now, this is, I don't know, although commercial is different than residential and people don't realize this. And it's, as I always tell you guys, I do this for a living, but it's even too much for me to keep track of. So have you ever seen Pinky in the Brain? The cartoon? The cartoon. So I have a gal who's one of the smartest attorneys I ever met that works with her. She's the brain. Leslie Mendoza, the brain, is going to explain to me what's going on. I do this like every week. I, not, not leave out law. Yeah, I don't, I don't do it on the radio always, but on like a Monday, I come into Leslie and I go, anything I need to know about evictions? Leslie, she just memorizes everything. It's like you tell this girl something and she has this one of these amazing brains. So she's on the line right now. And Leslie, I just want to understand. Can I evict someone from a commercial property in the state of New York right now? Um, so, first of all, good morning. Um, as to commercial evictions, um, you can do a holdover proceeding, but not a non-payment proceeding. So, for tenants, for commercial tenants who have not paid their rent, and if it's because of a financial hardship due to COVID, then you can't commence an eviction proceeding against them. But if they're staying after the term of the lease, I can kick them to the curb with a very good eviction warrant from the sheriff? Definitely. You would have to go through the process, which includes serving the right notices pursuant to the lease and also pursuant to the law. And then you can start a holdover proceeding. Is there anything that prevents me? from doing what's called a self-help eviction because I know in residential you can't do it in residential there's criminal penalties for it in residential it's a disaster but what people don't realize in commercial there's a way to do what's called a self-help eviction if there's certain language in the lease if you send what's called a predicate notice properly if you can do it peacefully can you do the self-help eviction by the way with the help of your attorney so you don't end up getting sued for trouble damages and go to jail for doing something wrongfully but can you do a self-help eviction in commercial right now so there's two things that can prevent you but the short story is you can but it always depends on the terms of your lease what are the two things so first is the lease and the second is the form of your re-entry so if your lease allows you to re-enter in the in case of any default by the tenant and after you serve the appropriate notices pursuant to the lease then you can re-enter. The second thing, the second condition is that your re-entry has to be peaceful and not forcible. So if the tenant's there and he's blocking entry to the property, you can't do it. If the police get involved, you can't do it. 
Um, your you, exposure, yeah. Go you ahead. always tell me that we should have someone with a movie camera there, someone that's a witness there, so we can prove it was peaceful too. I always hear you telling people that because when you can't prove it, it's a question of fact, and you don't want to be having that exposure you were about to tell us. Yeah, definitely. So you would need someone to basically document the entire process so that when, so I guess going back to the exposure, your exposure really is that the tenant claims that you damaged their property, their personal property within the the unit or that you re-entered forcefully and not peacefully. So if you do that, if they claim that and they win, then your exposure is treble damages, meaning triple the time, triple the any monetary damages that the tenants have suffered. So for you to prevent that and to minimize that exposure, you'd have to document the whole process, take pictures, list all their um, their belongings in, that remain in the property, and then put those stuff in storage. That way, if the tenant claims that you didn't return their stuff, they can still get get it from storage. Let's shift this because I'm all about money, 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 money. Is there a way that I can let this non-paying tenant, because you told me I can't do a non-payment, is there a way I can let this non-paying tenant continue to exist there and sue them and get a tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands, this is commercial after all, judgment against them, which by the way, we've been doing for a long time at Liba Law, and with this huge judgment, you can motivate them to want to leave in a settlement. Is that something that's viable today? Meaning, can I sue just on the lease, which is a contract? Can I just do a breach of contract lawsuit in Supreme Court? Can I? Is, is this moratorium stopping me from doing that, where I can get a huge judgment and say, hey, Mrs. Tenant, you now have a judgment against you for $300,000. I'll take two hundred and ten if you leave tomorrow. Yes, definitely. So you can really start a breach of contract action in Supreme Court the moratorium doesn't prevent you from doing that. In addition to the breach of contract action, you can also do an ejectment, which really is an eviction in Supreme Court. So you can effectuate getting the eviction, also getting the money judgment to use as leverage against the tenant to make them leave. Let's go back to making money, though, because a lot of these tenants in commercial, they have what's called shell corporations. They, they don't got assets. They don't got money. So I always, as a landlord, say, I need you to personally guarantee it. You personally, Tommy, are on the hook for ABC Corporation because I want to be able to collect. And I know you wrote some articles some time back in the Law Journal about this law in New York City, and they came out with a law that says you can't sue the guarantor for during the pandemic. And I think you told me there's now an update about that from the Southern District of New York, the federal courts in Manhattan. Tell me about that update. So the law that you're talking about is the personal guarantee law. Um, it only applies to New York City commercial commercial un, um, commercial tenants. So basically, um, the law says that you can't enforce the personal guarantee against commercial tenants or against the, the natural person who's the guarantor um, for any obligation for the payment of rent or otherwise during that occurred during March 7 to March 7 of 2020 to March 31st of 2021, which was recently um, extended. It was initially from 
March 7th to September, and then it was extended to March 31st of 2020. How do you like that memory, Lauren? She does exact yeah. days. Just to let everybody know, she's not reading. Yeah, no. Like, this is just her photographic memory. She, and when you hear applause, she's reading it in her head. It's yeah. unbelievable. <laughs> you could see her eyes moving while she does this. And so, Leslie, they now in the Southern District said that this was constitutional, this law. You pointed out that it, if it's a commercial property in Long Island, in Westchester, in Schenectady, this law is not applicable. Just the five boroughs. But as you pointed out in your law, journal, this might not be constitutional. Just because the Southern District said it doesn't mean the Second Circuit, which is the appellate court, is going to agree with them. Is that a correct understanding? Correct. So basically, when the law came out, obviously, a lot of landlords were not in favor of this law. So they started an action in district court to basically invalidate it for constitutional reasons. Um, the The main one is that it it basically interferes with their contract rights that the, the, the commercial tenants and the commercial landlords had a had an agreement. And right now the law is interfering with that. And as a um, landlord, but- Leslie, I completely agree with those landlords. It's one thing when the government makes a law during a pandemic that delays damages, sets them back in time. But to eliminate someone's liability, I would have never rep- rented to ABC Corporation unless Tommy personally guaranteed it. I think the Second Circuit needs to be listening to this and protect landlords out there. We're not getting a fair shake at this. The landlords aren't getting a fair shake at this, Leslie, and I want to hear something from the Second Circuit. We're running low on time, but I want to understand the CDC's thing for residential, that expires at the end of 2020. So does that mean that in 2021, we're about to see the tsunami in residential evictions? Tell me your prediction. It seems that way, um, but the CDC and all the other um, government entities have the right to extend those deadlines. So we'll see. I'm sure it'll be It seems that way. So what you got to do is, and Leslie just said the key, and this is the hardest part of Leslie's job. I hear her on the phone all day. People call her up and they say, what's the story of the moratorium? She tells them. They call up three days later and they ask the question again and she tells them something else. And they go, but you said, and she's like, they keep having new rules every day. Because if you want to understand this better, the Huffington Post has this great article about COVID-19's looming eviction crisis and how it's going to devastate women. And there's all these articles every day you're saying this about we're going to have a public health disaster if we don't solve this problem. And people smarter than me need to solve this problem. You can't just say landlords have to let people live there for free. By the way, you can still sue during this for the breach of the contract, more viable commercial than residential, generally because the numbers are higher cost-benefit analysis. But we need to have a solution as the government. So attention, Joe Biden, president-elect Joe Biden. The Biden needs to come and come with a solution. I need a solution, Biden. The Leapcast is asking you. Have a great week. We'll be back next week. Enjoy. Bye. Find us on social media at Listen to Leap or visit listentoleap.com. 